Hello, welcome to the PowerShell News Podcast. I'm your host, Haja Dalwal. And I'm the co-host, Mick Pletcher. Hi, Mick. Hey, Harjit. What's going on? Oh, end of the year, man. Like, finally. <laughs> finally, uh, we've made it through, almost made it through 2020. Oh, and thankfully. <laughs> uh, hopefully 2021 is a much, much better year. Uh, yeah, we're hoping, right? We, we hope. Hope it's not a repeat, and uh, and hopefully things recover back to normal uh, as normal can be you know, going forward, right? So, yeah, yeah, I know it's uh, it's it's definitely put a lot of challenges on a lot of us, especially in IT. Yeah, well, the good thing is that I'm I'm on break from work this week and next, and uh, you know it's been like the last just the last week before break was like trying to reach the the line kind of a thing was like, oh my God, you know, three more days, two more days, you know, like candles burning from both ends and your tank was running out of fuel. That's how I felt. It was like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. I just, I need this. I need this badly. So, and here well, we are. <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, uh, this year has just been so challenging. I know you and I had a difficult time coordinating to get the podcast back online and uh, going because of all the challenges we had at work. There's going to be a lot, of, at least on my side, in 2021, too, because this has just been a game changer, I think, for everyone on how uh, literally our everyday lives are going to be led from now on, especially okay. when it comes to work. Yeah, you know, anyone that's in, that's in IT knows extra work and uh, the complexities and stuff since COVID started back in March. Those that, that think like, oh, yeah, you know, it must be easy now. You know, most of you are working from home and, you know, things like that. It's just not true. It's just I feel like the workload has increased. The responsibilities have increased. The length of time you work has increased. And, you know, I think we have all heard this, right? The saying, you know, are you working from home is kind of irrelevant now. Now it's more like, you know, you are living at work. <laughs> exactly. You know, you're sleeping at work, you're living at work, you're waking up at work. It's just, yeah. So yeah. you have to figure out a, a balance and how to organize your life and I guess, you know, try to get some health-wise and mental, mental balance too. And, and that also so, brings comes back to what, what we're doing our podcast on, learning yeah. PowerShell to help with that. Right, right. So with that said, let's jump in. So I think this is probably going to be our last show for the year. Uh, we're going to call this probably the holiday session, uh, oh, holiday break session, and um, and then we'll we'll pick up again in the in the new year in 2021, probably more frequently and more you know with uh, much more deeper information. But let's start with uh, we have a bunch of things here that we want to talk about real quick and. To not bore you guys. First one is PowerShell. Microsoft announced something new called Crescendo, which is a preview, preview one right now. Have you heard about that? I have, and uh, there's a lot of info out there flowing on this. So Crescendo is uh, a huge development they're coming up with that's going to basically allow a wrapper to be put around native utility applications. And what's even bigger about this is it's cross-platform. Right. Yeah, it sounds really, really cool. Um, 
I saw a demo of it. I believe I did see a demo of it in one of those PowerShell community sessions, you know, the last two or three uh, sessions that they did. Jason Helmick did a really nice job about it. Uh, it there is a blog post by Jason Helmick. It's on uh, devblogs.microsoft.com slash PowerShell. And uh, you'll find everything about, about it here. He listed really clearly and what it's all about and how to get the commandlets and, and activate and start using it. Sure. Well, you know, one of the uh, huge things about this is, is that it can capture the text output of these commands. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. that's enormous. Um, one of the other MVPs, Veronic Lingel, had mentioned that uh, on how valuable this was going to be. And then uh, some of the uh, some other the community were saying uh, they thought it would be an excellent tool for using with Docker and uh, Robocopy. And I definitely agree with that on Robocopy because that's I've used PowerShell with Robocopy and it can be very challenging. All right. So, yeah, so look out for that. If you um, haven't heard about Crescendo, that's in preview. And it was just very recently announced um, earlier this month. So check it out, and um, we'll provide some links as well, and we'll go from there. So next up, let's talk about the PowerShell Summit by our, our good friends from DevOps.org. Uh, and so PowerShell Summit is happening, and it'll be happening from April 27 to 29, 2021. It is going to be online because of COVID and challenges uh, uh, around that. It is not going to be a free event. It's, there will be a charge for it. It won't be as significant as uh, you know what it normally costs you to buy it, buy a ticket to PowerShell Summit in um, in Redmond. Uh, but it'll be definitely be much lower. It'll be jam packed with um, you know great sessions for this duration, 27 to 29 of April. And right now, the if you are interested in speaking at this conference as a to do anything related with PowerShell, the call for speakers is out and it is open right now. You can go to powershell.org to get the information or check out their, their Twitter handles uh, and it's uh, and it's there for you to, to submit. The closing date is January 15th. So that's coming up pretty quick because if you factor in the, you know, the, Christmas break, the New Year's and stuff like that, then, you know, you're cutting it pretty close. So if you're interested, definitely submit your sessions and uh, you probably have a good chance of getting picked. Definitely. Yeah, that's uh, that's nice that they've, uh, you know, they're getting this all coordinated now and hopefully it's going to be a great event. Yeah, it, it always is. I mean, it, it definitely is a, one of the, the sought out big, conferences for PowerShell or, or PowerShell related, right? Um, year after year. And it's just that it's been a major challenge since this year they were supposed to have it and then that got postponed and then canceled. And then they were supposed to have another one in Nashville later in the year that got canceled as well. And uh, so they're making some good effort in trying to put this together again um, in an online format um, in April. So, yeah. The uh, one thing is that yeah, p- uh, maybe people will be asking like, when do I, when can I start buying my tickets and stuff like that. According to the website, those will go on sale starting Friday, January 15th. So keep an eye out on the Twitter and Facebook and 
and the website, and we will announce it as well in January. Um, and the the price has not been announced as of yet. The, um, I'm assuming that's going to be they said at the end of December, so it'll probably be next week when they announce that. Yep, yep. So that's coming up. So that's that for PowerShell Summit. Yeah, and the um, uh, one of the other things that has come up here uh, actually uh, this last week was there have been more cyber attacks using PowerShell. Sophos reported on a, a newer one that was uh, using the attack. It's called System BC and it deploys PowerShell batch and uh, CMD scripts and uh, a few executables to further exploit and deploy the ransomware once they've gotten through the firewall and into the environment. Yeah, we talked about, um, you know, uh, PowerShell being used as a vector to do attacks like that, cyber cyber attacks, I think in one of our last, last one or two episodes. And, you know, this further extends that to, you know, with, with, with new things that keep coming out with new new vulnerabilities, new attacks, and, you know, they just keep finding holes and, and using PowerShell as a, as a mechanism to, yeah, to create, to create, to do bad things. Yep. And I think one of the problems that, and I've actually uh, heard of some others talking about this, one of the problems that this brings up is, is uh, companies fearing the use of PowerShell. Yeah, so one thing we have to, you know, emphasize is that, you know, PowerShell is not bad. PowerShell is very good, right? It is, PowerShell is not the issue. The issue is your underlying, your systems, like whether you've done your due diligence with protecting them from any kind of cyber attack, whether it's malware, whether it's all sorts of other things, right? Are your systems patched? Do you have various tools and, and technologies implemented to to monitor and to to secure your your organization, PowerShell is just a, a another tool that they use, right? Whether they use RDP, for example, is a is a tool as well. And you got hacks coming in through that. You got hacks coming in through command line. You got hacks coming in through emails and so on and so forth. So PowerShell is not the problem. Well, correct. Yeah, you're exactly right. right. So they are exploiting your network because you already have security holes in your network. And by using PowerShell, they just have better, <laughs> better luck in, in uh, you know, doing more automation type uh, of attacks. Well, so, that, that also brings up the a next issue that when coming to uh, pertains to cybersecurity and is there was in um, Tech Target they published an article the five essential programming languages for cybersecurity professionals, and obviously PowerShell was one of them. Yeah, PowerShell is one of them. They talk about like you know other things like Python and you know um, and things like that as well. But yeah, definitely you know they do mention that um, uh, scripting you know languages such as PowerShell is very powerful in mitigating or helping to mitigate against um, cyber attacks and stuff. We know we know people that have used it to to find flaws and stuff in their in their and in their organizations by using PowerShell. So it is very powerful. It is, and and that's what I'm using now because I'm writing some security tools and uh, and I'm using mm-hmm. PowerShell for monitoring. Oh yeah, that's that's really helpful. Yeah, so you can you can do that, right? I mean, um, you know, find like you know, are they user logins that are kind of odd or should not be happening on specific systems or all systems? 
and you can you can do all that stuff by writing a, a PowerShell scripts and, and monitoring them. Sure. Yeah. So next up, you, we want to mention about how to fix the corruptions with PowerShell scripts. This was the blog post on Redmond, redmondmagazine.com. And this is something to do with Notepad. Am I correct? Yes. So um, Brian Posey, I hope I'm pronouncing his last name correct. Right. He's yep. a longtime MVP, and he wrote this article about he was uh, trying to run a simple PowerShell script that he had written. He wrote it in notepad.exe, uh, and it started giving him errors. And it was just all it was was a, a four line script, uh, nothing uh, out of the ordinary, nothing complicated about it. And he couldn't figure out what was wrong with it. And he kept on uh, investigating, thinking maybe there was a corruption in the operating system, corruption in the uh, disk, the um, uh, the disk drive, and none of that was came out. And in the end, it comes to find out it is Notepad.exe that was causing the problem. So Microsoft uh, updated Notepad.exe, and when they updated it, it changed the default um, uh, format of a text file from uh, ANSI to UTF-8. Right. And when, when they did that, that uh, in put the way it encodes it, PowerShell can't read the script correctly at that point. Right, right. So, so the, 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 um, the solution is to save it as an ANSI, right? Correct. Format, okay. Um, Which, of course, you know, I, I don't use Notepad a lot, but there are occasions, you know, if it's a really quick one. I don't want to have to sit there and wait for uh, PowerShell Studio to come up because, yeah, it can take a while sometimes to load. So, yeah, I've used Notepad for just really quick um, edits that I've needed to make. Yeah, I know, you know, some people will say, wait, what, what the heck are you using Notepad for, right? But some people do, so that's why you mention it. But, you know, a lot of us, also use Notepad++, which is really a nice tool for for writing scripts. Um, you know, you can change the languages and stuff like that, and they put it in that you know the correct syntax uh, format and and highlighting and all that fun stuff. Um, and yeah, of course, there's you know Visual Studio Code, which is very popular these days. Some people still use PowerShell ISC, right? Mm -hmm. um, so so many different ways. I mean, I'm not. We're not gonna critique anyone for using any one of these tools to get their job done or to, you know, everyone has their, their likes and dislikes. So, but if you are using Notepad, keep that in mind. This is what's happening if you are trying to run PowerShell scripts and it's because of notepad.exe. Mm -hmm. There was an so. update that uh, Microsoft made to the code of uh, that executable that uh, caused this issue. And so that was a great find that uh, Brian made. All right. Um, and then we'll jump to, so I don't know anything about this, but uh, our friend Adam Bertram um, has a blog post on how to create a PowerShell-powered web server using Pode, P-O-D-E. And you probably know a lot more than I do about this. I'm not a big person on web servers. I mean, it's never really been in my line of interest, but it, it did sound kind of interesting. Um, Pode's a unique cross-platform PowerShell web server that it, it's basically designed to host uh, REST API websites mm -hmm. and um, TCP, uh, SMTP servers. 
So that's pretty interesting. I did not know that that, that existed out there until I uh, ran across his article on that. So if you want to be, you know, all PowerShell, I mean, this is an option apparently for um, for a web server. Hmm, for cr- interesting. Yeah, I've never I've never heard about this before until now, until today. So, um, and I, I mean, his blog post just came out on December fifteenth, so it's it's very fresh. It's on Petri.com. That's where mm-hmm. he writes the stuff. All right, so that's that's another another one of those things that we wanted to mention. So finally, you wanted to talk about this. It's about a tool called Explorer Genie. It does some right-click um, extensions in Explorer. Yeah, it's it's a, a open source tool that's been written, and basically, you can when you right-click on let's say a file, it gives you more additional options. So, for instance, this one will let you if you right-click. And you click on the right-click menu, you can click Go to Tool, and then this will let you uh, give you m- many more options like open in command prompt, open in command prompt as admin, open in PowerShell, and Explorer. So it gives you more options. And, and what I found interesting about this is because we're – so we've got a couple of departments here where I work that, that some of the old ways that people did things no longer exist in cmd.exe. And now I'm having to teach them how to do it in PowerShell. And this is this includes one of those. That's how I actually ran across this. Um, okay. This includes part of the process that they have to do. And, of course, I mean, they're, they're accountants, so they're not IT personnel. So it's been a little bit challenging getting them used to using PowerShell. And this was just a quick right-click and, and that solved part of that process for them. Yeah, and it's got a feature called Calculate Hash. I guess you can calculate the hash values of files, mm-hmm. so a single file or multiple files, and and have that listed for you as well to to verify that. Yeah, it's and, neat. and 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 it's impressive. I mean, it's all out there on uh, it's open source. It's on GitHub, so for anybody to contribute to. Yeah, yeah, it's open source. Yeah, and so just go go to GitHub and look for Explorer Genie. It's all one word. And you'll find this tool by uh, Martin Stokely, I guess. I think if I'm pronouncing it right. <laughs> so, I think that I think you got the last name correct. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, though that's um, you know some quick and dirty um, information that we have for the end of the year. That's all I've got. And you know, again, you know, emphasizing um, if you you know check out powershell.org uh, to send in submissions to speak um you know if you haven't spoken before this is an opportunity for you to do that you know nothing i would say is uh, has to be complicated or you never know right so if you got something that you've been working on um you've been doing some projects with powershell and you want to share that information you can create a sessions out of it so submit it um you know whether you've been like for yourself uh, mick you know you've been doing some monitoring stuff with powershell Right for cybersecurity, that that is a an option to do a session. Some sure. people create uh, have been doing application management with PowerShell, you know. So submit away. Um, you have a good chance uh, to be selected and share your knowledge with everyone. And other than that, that's all I got. Yep, it's been a um, like we said earlier. It's been a very eventful year and. 
hopefully uh, 2021 is going to be a lot better for all of us. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, until next time, um, we'll catch up and happy holidays to everybody and have a good time and um, enjoy your families. Stay safe, stay healthy, and happy new year. Until next time, I'm Haja Dalawal. You can follow me on Twitter as at Hooch, H-O-O-R-G-E. And I'm Mick Pletcher, and you can find me on Twitter at Mick underscore Pletcher. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.